Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently from Jen Duplessis. America's Mortgage Mastery Mentor with over 37 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. Jen has been mentoring loan officers and realtors for over 15 years and speaking on stages across the globe. So settle in and get ready as Jen and her guests share their experience, passion, and strategies to help you crack the top producer code to reach new heights in your business. And now, here's your host, Jen Duplessis. Mortgage Mastery Mentor and Head Chicken Charge of Kinetic Spark Consulting. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I'm your host, Jen Duplessis. I want to say first say thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us here again today. And, you know, as I always say, I'm so grateful that everyone continues to listen to this podcast nine and a half years in the running. <laughs> nine and a half years. And I love that everyone continues to listen. I love that you're paying it forward to your real estate partners and your, you know, your company, your LOAs. Everybody can learn from this. Um, so I appreciate that you uh, that you do that and love the comments that you're always sending to me. So keep them coming. It keeps me, you know, excited about what I'm doing here. So uh, today I want to welcome our guest, Michael McAllister. He is an accomplished entrepreneur and visionary in the mortgage and mortgage marketing. So we're going to be talking a little bit about marketing today. He's the founder of Empower LO, a leading marketing company that has transformed how loan officers uh, connect with their borrowers and grow their business, specifically connecting with the borrower before they get to the realtor. Um, with a strong grasp of loan officers' challenges from his background of being a loan officer, um, he knows exactly what it takes to get consumer direct. And so he's built this beautiful platform for you to be able to utilize. So that said, uh, Michael, I want to start off with um, what's going on in today's market. I mean, the first thing that that resonated with me is lead generation. Why would I want more leads in today's market, given the fact that uh, if I were a loan officer and I hear this from all of my coaching students a lot, you know, a lot of the times I have a hundred pre-approval letters sitting in my, you know, my, my computer, but no one can find a home. So where's the benefit in us continuing to, and cause we all need leads. I get that. We also have acres of diamonds in our database, right. That we could be using, but why would we want to do this particular type of marketing that you're suggesting that people do in today's market? Yeah, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, like what we advocate is uh, consumer direct marketing, marketing direct to consumers and lead generation is definitely a a, a piece and a component of that. Um, but you got to have the right systems and processes in place to to be able to benefit from that. And for a lot of a lot of loan officers right now, their number one focus is the limited inventory. It's and maybe sometimes it's not even the limited inventory. It's the this like waffling that's going on with every buyer that's got a pre-approval letter in their hand that's like, oh man, should I pull the trigger right now? Should I wait for rates to go down, right? Um, and that like lead generation doesn't necessarily 
solve that, it just gives you more opportunities, gives you more at bat. So if you're, you know, if your infrastructure as a business is, is set up to be able to handle a high volume of opportunities, um, then you want to take in as many of those opportunities as you can, because at the end of the day, some people are buying and some people are winning in this market. Mm -hmm. uh, and if you don't have the way I look at it, if you don't have your fishing line, if you don't have your fishing line in the water all the time, then uh, you're never going to be one of those some people that's winning. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I love your fishing line thing. Cause I, I did some snooping on you online, you know, before me, I know you like to fish. So <laughs> I love that. Um, I think it's great. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, this is a numbers game. You know, we've, we've said that a thousand times, you know, I, I prefer to call this client acquisition as opposed to consumer direct marketing, because, you know, there's no rule book. There's nothing in the 45. Oh, I always say the 4506, the 4155 for FHA. There's no rule book in Freddie and Franny that says, Loan officers can only get referrals from realtors. There's absolutely nothing that says that. And so I don't understand why loan officers generally are waiting for realtors, always targeting just a realtor, not other, you know, types of businesses, um, because there's life events happening, regardless of whether rates are great or not, and values are there, or whether there's, you know, inventory, um, and it always just baffled me and still continues to baffle me why loan officers are constantly shining this flashlight on real estate agents who do, you know, 20 deals a year, maybe a hundred if they're really, really, really good. Right? And there's no way that you're going to mm -hmm. get your numbers up to doing a hundred, 200, 500 loans a year if you're focusing just on real estate agents. So why not go out and get your own, you know, client acquisition, and then you can choose from the pick of the litter. So I want to ask you about this. Um, this is, and actually, I'm going to lead. It's a lead-on question, <laughs> somewhat of a lead-on question. We'll see what you respond to. Um, right. Once a loan officer has a, a lead, right, an, an opportunity with a client, and they've had the opportunity to chat with them, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But they've had the opportunity to chat with them, and they're ready to send them to a real estate agent. Tell me, uh, from your perspective. Who do I pick? Where do I go? How do I make that decision? And when do I make that decision? At what point do I feel comfortable? Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. Some I think uh you know, the number one question that comes to my mind is is how often is this happening for you? Is this something that you need to create a process behind? And internally, right in your business that says, okay, I need to make sure I'm tracking who I'm sending deals to and when I'm sending it to them, because mm -hmm. I've got enough of them that I want to be strategic about it, right? Yeah. I think most loan officers overcomplicate that question when they have one, maybe two a year to be able to give out. Like if you have one or two yeah. referrals to be able to give out to an agent a year, you better be doing it to your best agent friend that is like that is giving you the majority of your business. Like you better not be playing around with that, trying to use it to leverage and open other doors with relationships. Like if you get one or two opportunities to refer business out every year, you should be sending that to your best freaking friend that's in the real estate industry, as far as I'm concerned. Um, yeah, that and then there's it's different if you have a system for generating that consistently, then there's some more strategy in it. Then there's the cost of like 
or that, that there's conversations about even like uh what I would consider like an inverted MSA or like reversed cost cost sharing, right? Mm-hmm. Where um there's there's the potential that if you're marketing consumer direct and spending money in a certain area, that you can go and approach a real estate agent the way the same way a real estate agent approaches you uh to to split Zillow spend, you can have that same conversation with them. So obviously if you're having that conversation, then that's gonna kind of uh, you know, without going quid pro quo, then that's going to influence how you decide uh, to refer out clients going forward. So um, at the end of the day, like I said, most client, most people, most loan officers don't have enough that to where they should be trying to play the strategy game and trying to like squeeze everything that like yeah. nurture your relationships. If you only get a couple of these opportunities a year, you are a referral based loan officers and you do not want to burn the bridges that you've built, uh, that, that are feeding, you know, feeding your family basically. Yeah. I'm so glad that you agree with that. I mean, agree with what I was leading into. I'm so glad that you agree with that because, uh, you know, I've heard loan officers saying, well, I'm going to buy my <laughs> oh, I passed, right? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Good point. Yeah. Uh, you know, that I'm going to buy my way into this relationship and I have news for you. Those realtors are just going to squash you. They're not even going to give you the time of day. They're going to say, thanks. That's really good. But you know, I have people that I, you know, have business with. And I promise if your real estate agents that you do work with get wind of it, they will leave you in a heartbeat. They'll say, you know what? Forget you. Um, yeah. So I love that you're saying, you know, look, yeah. if you've got a small amount, then go with, go with, you know, your relationships. If you start building that up and you start seeing that, I would start with my relationships too and say, let's how, how can we go higher together and then start branching mm-hmm. out into different opportunities and things like that. Um, as far as lead generation goes, you know, one of the things that tech has brought into the mortgage space, you know, and maybe NMLS will get their act together one day soon, uh, you know, for us to have the opportunity to have licensing in a multitude of states. Now, obviously, if you're a bank, you got it. If you're not, that's where the challenge really challenge yeah. really comes in. How, how, um, how, in your perspective, again, is, uh, you know, client acquisition or consumer direct marketing changing or not changing uh, based on the fact that so many loan officers have the opportunity to lend in various states. And then what do you say about the person who doesn't have that opportunity? Yeah, good. Awesome question. Um, yeah, awesome question. We have uh, we have some clients that, you know, when they when they come on board, they, they don't want to market outside of a, a five to 10 mile radius from where they live or where their, you know, where their office is. And then um, on the flip side of that, we, you know, our biggest client is a uh, fairway branch that is marketing in 20 different States and, uh, and, and has built that license, uh, how, what about how, like portfolio, I guess is the mm-hmm. way to put it. Right. When you're, yeah. when you're a state license lender, it's basically, you're building a portfolio of licenses essentially, because you're right. The, you know, the CE requirements vary from state to state. I mean, they, they did something with the multi-state testing standard. They did like something to kind of help address that, but it's still, it still is way too cumbersome of a, of a process when you consider the companies that have the FDIC charter and are able to just come in and, and, you know, put, bring yeah. in, uh, you know, McDonald's, McDonald's line work, line, line cooks and, and slap an NMLS number on them and send them on their way. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty crazy, pretty crazy. So I agree that it definitely needs reformed, but, um, what I would say is, is, I think that that client that I'm referring to is a perfect example of um, the access to 
can the access like how the access to consumers on a digital level has influenced like what would be a traditional retail branch in Tucson, Arizona that has a limited sphere of influence to his entire business model revolving around this consumer direct approach and, and, you know, uh, choosing what States he's going to be licensed in next based on data that we're feeding him about the lead cost and the application rate in those markets and stuff like that. So it's definitely, I mean, we, we see how much it's changed um, for a select few. I don't know. I, I don't know that, uh, I don't know that it's changed enough for the masses, especially when you consider. I mean, we we I, I heard this yesterday or or the day before. Regulation favors the incumbent, right? So yeah. so at the point that like we as individual loan officers have have a crazy amount of of like regulatory hurdles to being licensed in forty or fifty states, the companies like Quicken Loans, right, and Veterans United that that have been around for a long time, like they're the incumbent, they're favored in that setup. It's yeah. hard uh, to pierce that. And so, yeah, we definitely see dents being kind of uh, applied to the armor of those big companies uh, and, and, and the, the licensing requirements that, that favor them. Um, but at the end of the day, the answer, the answer is it's still definitely affected. Uh, you know, our, our client's ability to expand is 100% affected by how cumbersome it is to get licensed in other States, even with the multi-state licensing standard. Yeah. So what are you, um, it's, it, that's really good insight. And I, it's a, yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't say it's political it's bureaucratic. You know, when you talk about lending, it's more bureaucratic than it is political. And, you know, it's, it can get cumbersome and, you 100%. know, and one of the ways that I've always shared with people, I have all these comparisons, those that have listened to this podcast for a real long time know that, you know, I call them Jen's jots, but I do, you know, are you getting, are you, you know, in demand or are you on demand, right? Are you working in an offensive mode or a defensive yeah. mode? And when it comes to this particular topic that we're talking about here, I always say, are you bitter or are you getting better? Because it, you can't live in that bitter. You've got to get better in order to, you know, get past all these changes and these regulations and and everything that we're experiencing all the time. And quite frankly, if you try to get out, you won't because it's it's a it's a drug. <laughs> it's a drug. You want you wouldn't be in this business if you didn't like all this change. So accept it, accept it. Um, yeah, and I think that's Amen. really important. Okay, so from a statistical perspective, uh, you know, given the fact that you're serving loan officers all over the United States, um, what are some of the statistics that that you're seeing in a consumer? I, I'm not talking, I don't, and I won't even ask you about conversions and how many leads per month and what, what you know, do I have to jump, jump out of the bathtub yeah. and answer phone calls because otherwise I'm going to lose the lead. And, you know, that's been one of the, the barriers to, you know, entering into this type of market, but I'm more interested in what types of leads are coming in. What kind of business is still out there? Where, what does a consumer look like who is looking for opportunities through um, a Google searches? Yeah, good, great question again. Um, <laughs> for us, we've seen an influx in the uh, first-time buyer, um, basically the first-time buyer person. I mean, we've all like with with online leads, you always see a high volume of first-time home buyer searches because what like what are people doing? They're looking for information, and the person that's been through the the process one more time yeah. than the previous person. Uh, has a more contacts in the industry and B has less information to be searching for. Right. 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 Um, we uh, Zillow's chief economist heading into 2023 said that in 2023, 
2023, 46% of all home purchases were, purchases were going to be done by first-time buyers. Mm -hmm. And the search, the the change in searches that we've seen uh, really reflects that. It really shows that, that, that that's the case. And then when you look at like, when you analyze um, from an anecdotal standpoint, right? And this is, you know, I, uh, I'm sure there are data junkies out there that would look at this and go, ah, you're not supposed to do this with data. You don't apply your story and your filter on, on data. But from my perspective, I do want to apply that, like that kind of lens and that perspective as to why we might be seeing this. And at the end of the day, what it comes down to is like your, your first time buyers typically arrive at the, the point that they feel like they're ready to buy a house. Like, exasperated grasping like gasping for air like you know <laughs> picture somebody finishing a marathon basically yeah. right and they don't like those buyers don't care if when they finish the marathon if rates are at seven percent or rates are at four percent they don't care they want to buy a house they want to they want to fulfill the american dream mm -hmm. and so really we see we see that that search volume hasn't changed like now is it harder for that person to get qualified on average yeah sure of course it is but at the same time like if if somebody is if there are people buying houses in this market which we know there are it's going to it's likely going to people that are going to be the people that are going online and searching for that information because they feel like they're finally there. They feel like they finally got that promotion that put their income where it needed to be, or they finally, you know, I hate to say it this way, but like that family member that had the inheritance finally passed away. So they have their down payment or whatever it is. Like those people don't care where the rates are at when they're ready. And so we find that uh, between that and the search volume increase that, that really we think first time buyers are just, a higher percentage of the lead generation that we're doing uh, and have been for the last six months or so. Yeah. Now, how many for sale by owners are you seeing? And and do you even have the data to even get around that uh, to see that? Because I was talking with someone else who has, who has um, not lead generation, but just has a system that, you know, goes after consumers as well. And there's a lot of telling me that there were a lot of first time home buyer, I mean, uh, for sale by owners on the market. And I said, really, I'm surprised because I could just, you know, get a realtor and have the house sold in two days and it's no big deal. So I was really surprised about that. Is there any data that right. you have um, related to that? Because it used to be, in, you know, years and years ago, that was a strategy that a lot of loan officers used was I'll use the first time home or the, I keep saying that because I want to say FISBO. I wanted to, you know, I yeah. used the FISBO as a means for yeah. getting a new client because they're moving. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we don't, I don't have the data on hand to, to talk about like the correlation of whether or not we've seen an, an increase in that. What I can say is, uh, the one, like that is a very common conversion for our clients mm -hmm. is the FISBO conversion. And it always has been, um, I'd have to ask my clients and, and to get some anecdotes as to whether they've seen an uptick in that. Um, but that is the, that's one of the most common, search criteria for a qualified client is it's like, you know, the, the renter buying from their landlord and they don't want to get taken advantage of, you know, they don't, they don't know how to navigate the process or, uh, buying from a family member or, you right. know, it, it rarely, rarely do we see those searches come through where it's just a random buyer that picked a random FISBO that they saw. It's typically like a, uh, you know, non arms leg non -arms type leg. of transaction or yeah. close to it. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, but we do, but we definitely see that. And, and like I said, I just, I couldn't speak to whether we've seen an influx in that, but if I had, if I had to guess, I would say probably, um, or at least it's more prominent in people's minds, because again, that person is just more likely to be qualified than the person that, that doesn't have that, that relationship in place. Um, you know, from, from our experience, like a FISBO lead was I'm, I'm pumped about getting a FISBO lead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, and I think there's other reasons right now in the market too, is, you know, I mean, I'll give myself as an example, you know, we, we have this, you know, great, great home out in the middle of, you know, hunt country and beautiful steeplechase country in Virginia. And our daughter wants to buy a big, you know, piece of land, 21 acres we have and big, you know, buy a big piece of land. She can't find any land. She can't find a builder who has the time. She can't find the you know, everything is a high, you know, heightened price because of inflation, all the, uh, you know, the homes are becoming more pricey and she doesn't want to compete with that one single house that goes on the market every four months out here. And so they approached us and said, can we buy your house from you? And we said, sure, you can buy your house from us. However, where are we going? (laughs) Right. So now we have that concern, right? Right. But that, I mean, I think those types of things might be a good, you know, for sale by owner where, you know, younger kids, you know, cause I'm, I'm going to be 60 this year. Younger kids are, you know, younger um, or older millennials are now saying, Hey, you know, maybe we'll just buy mom and dad's house and then we'll renovate it. So it's our house. And then we don't have to go through this, you know, rigmarole. So um, yeah, I was curious to see if that's happening uh, because yeah. I am finding it in some areas. So this begs the question, you know, if right now, and I know this is ebb and flow and things change, but right now, uh, most of the people that are coming through uh, lead generation are first-time home buyers. then does it make sense for every loan officer to be involved in this if first-time home buyers aren't their niche? And specifically, if they say, oh, you know, I love first-time home buyers because I can do an FHA and I can do 3% or 5% down but they don't have their hands wrapped around all of the other products that are available. Is it to their benefit to even consider doing this mass quantity of what the market currently holds if their expertise is in jumbo? I mean, I, I think, I think if your expertise is in jumbo and you're in a financial position where you can continue to like go into a conversation with a marketing company and say, my expertise is in jumbo and not say, I'll take what I can get right now at this point, then yeah, probably, probably not. I mean, and if you were going to do it, I'm not, I'm not saying that that doesn't, I'm not saying that there's no PPC solution, no pay-per-click Google ad solution that would be a, a decent fit for you. But as far as what we do and as far like what we're doing is we're trying to take market share from Quicken Loans. We're trying to take market share from Veterans United. So unless it's a campaign that they're running, you're probably not going to see us running it for our clients. We just, that's our guiding, like our Northern light. We've had clients yeah. request more nuanced stuff than that. And on, on a case by case basis, we, we even, you know, we'll consult and, and entertain that a little bit. But at the end of the day, what we want to do is we want to prevent, uh, we want to prevent those buyers from getting into the hands of, of call center reps that don't have their best interests at mind. Yeah. Um, yeah and at and heart. And so uh, like, that's expert. what we're focused on. So yeah. And using that local expert. And exactly. Using you know, the local we've been expert. preaching for years and years and years is using that local expert, you know, and it will continue to be that way for, you know, extended period of time. So I know you have uh, Empower LO, you know, which is a lead generation, um, you know, I, I want to say magnet, but it isn't. It's a lead generation software. 
But you also have, um, you know, sort of done a little bit of a shift, you know, and I know you call it high level, but we'll, you know, I'm going to rephrase it if you don't mind just for a moment, you know, but it's a uh, one-stop shop. It's an all-inclusive, all-in-one where it's not just, we're not just going to provide you with leads. We're going to provide you with leads. We're going to create a funnel. Now, this is a new term for a lot of loan officers. They don't understand funnel. They understand email campaign. They understand drip campaign, but a lot of people don't really understand the concept of funnels. And I'm not going to go into that in this podcast because we don't talk about funnels. <laughs> but uh, and, and I use funnels. I know you right. use funnels. But but this is an opportunity to not do the one and done. That's really what we need to help have people understand is I get a lead. I made a phone call. Uh, hopefully, I made three or four or five phone calls. And maybe I sent an email and doggone it, I didn't get the deal. And I'm done. So talk to us a little yeah. bit about what Done. what you're doing beyond the Empower LO, which I know is an option if someone just wants leads, that's fine. But you would prefer that, hey, look, if we're going to work together, let's just work together at a higher level. Let's make sure that we are gobbling up every little opportunity that we can to help out in the marketplace. So tell us a little bit about that, that service and what some of the features are of that service um, that would take some stress off some loan officers. <laughs> Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, um, so I would refer to like what we've been talking about on the lead gen side. We call that we call that core, uh, as in it's our core product internally. It's what it's what got us to where we are and and has uh, gotten our relationships with loan officers where they're at. Um, the and then Empower LO would be our white labeled version of the software platform high level, and that and the white label carries with it a bunch of support layers that are specific to loan officers that are awesome whatever but what does that software do like and what is that like our combination and and our collaboration with loan officers with that software look like well you you hit the nail on the head as far as the one and done mentality i heard somebody recently say loan officers lo- most loan officers run their business like they're not sure they're going to be a loan officer in 3 months yeah. And I could, and I like, it hurt. It hurt. That felt yeah. so true. Like I had identified with that so much from even when I was a loan officer of like, man, why didn't I just make decisions? Like I was planning on being in this business longer than, than I was, you know? Yeah. And uh, uh, so anyways, that, so uh, going hand in hand with that grant wise uh, was on a podcast recently, was on a podcast with Jeff Zimfer actually. And uh, on the podcast, he talked about the average time from a real like from a real estate agent first interacting with a lead to when that deal right. closes right. and then and then uh the time distribution between like social media uh somebody that a referral a warm sphere referral SEO lead gen whatever and basically lo- like short story long with this it all they all average between like 340 and 360 days it didn't make a big difference between where the lead came from as to how long it took for that yeah. lead to turn into a deal. Now, granted, this is real estate agents and their buyers. So I'm sure this, the, on the loan side, the cycle is a little bit shorter, but the point remains the same. These are the same consumers. And the point is, is that staying like trying to get them one time and then, and, and being in contact with them for one or two months and then being ghosted by them and having to overcome that awkwardness of reigniting that conversation, that should not be a barrier to you picking that relationship right back where it left off and 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 continuing that conversation with them. And so with Empower LO, with High Level, 
um, that we're able to help uh, help loan officers build their own custom audiences for Facebook retargeting, where they can spend as little as a buck a day to be able to retarget their audiences. And, and so this means they're, you know, anything from their encompass lit prospect folder list that they upload to uh, people that they have visiting their landing pages or visiting their, you know, the, the homepage of their website, if they have control over that. Um, retargeting is a huge, I, I went straight for that because that's immediately what my brain was going around as you were talking about this, but, yeah. but obviously there's so much more than that between, between, uh, your long-term email drip marketing automation, your texts, being able to send videos inside of the platform. I mean, you literally can manage all of your marketing and you can pre-schedule it out to five years if you want to, um, including your social media posts. And so as far as being able and willing to stay in front of your prospects for the amount of time that it takes to convert them. I don't think there's any better platform out there to help you do that. Yeah. And I think, I think that's, you know, a, sort of a fatal flaw. And I'm sorry if you're listening loan officers, uh, but, but I think it is a fatal flaw in, in the difference <laughs> between loan officers and realtors. Realtors are better at long-term relationships than loan officers are. And, you know, I've, I've spoken about this multitudes Amen. of times, and this is how you scale your business too, is that, we tend to think in a linear aspect, we got a lead, we close a deal. And when in fact, we go to a closing and we close the casket on it. We call everybody past clients, which for me is P-A-S-S-E-D. And I I turned that upside down, you know, years and years ago and said, no, they, these are alumni clients. And if we look at it, you know, think of an infinity sign, um, you know, that business comes in, we, we do a great job, we create loyalty and they'll come back in or they'll send their friends back in again. And and then we need to be pushing new people from new sources, from new referrals, you know, whether it's uh, buying leads, you know, be participating in that speaking, you know, doing some speaking, some one to many. We're pushing people into the beginning of that that funnel, which happens to be an infinity sign <laughs> instead of a funnel funnel. Right. Because it's like right. it's out. Now I'm done. I don't have to worry about it. And so it's amazing to me that that uh, we only want a relationship for the period of time that we're doing the transaction. And other than that, we don't really want relationships. You know, and that that tends and I'm speaking, you know, as a former yep. loan officer and my husband and my daughter are loan officers, you know, and I own a mortgage company. So, uh, you know, I I think that that becomes, you know, some of the challenge, you know, that you that you find out there and we got to stick with it for the long haul. The good news is once you're in that cycle, when you're in that for six months or a year, all of a sudden it becomes every day that you're getting a referral because you're in that process. You just have to be patient. What would what would one thing, one or two things be? Um, how do I want to phrase this question? Uh, you know, obviously you want people to come in and be successful. There will be a, a grouping, uh, some number of loan officers that that come onto this platform and are not successful. Tell me why. Yeah. Ooh, great question. Loan officers that are not successful, why would they not be successful? Lack of I, sales um, skills, lack of service, something. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. I mean, I, I would say, I would say it's a, uh, a lack of an under, like a lack of understanding on what you should be doing with the time that we help you free up. Right. So mm -hmm. a lot of loan officers, get a lot a lot of loan officers will not do the activities that they should be doing to grow their business and when you look at 
they're weak in hindsight, you can point to a lot of tasks and administrative things that they're doing or, or even marketing things sometimes like, but it's like marketing administrative. It's like, like top of funnel before top of funnel, almost like crazy, super too in the weeds type stuff that they're working on. And then when you take that off their plate, a lot of the times there's this lull, this period of time where they don't know exactly what they should be doing with that. Oh, sh- oh, wow. Well, this is like what my business has looked like for my entire career. You know, I don't yeah. I don't know what to do with it at that point. Yeah. And so I think that's really one of the pieces that we're trying to solve and helping loan officers implement something like this is understanding that it's just a leverage tool. And a leverage tool is only as good as what you're going to do with the time that you free up. Yeah. Um, and so trying, trying to drive some understanding and, and, and help provide solutions around that. Um, you know, you brought up the, the, the leveraged play of like being able to speak or run classes to multiple, you know, a ton of people. Like that's one of the first things that I tell loan officers, if we free up a bunch of time for you, like you got to figure out how to get out there and start running some classes in your market or online and go get more business. Exactly. But I think a a lot of loan officers are just so used to being stuck in that reactive cycle that they, uh, when they do free up that time, they have no idea what to do with it at first. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I call that, uh, when I'm speaking, I call that eating soup with a fork. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I'm going to use that one. Yeah. I mean, that's really what it is. We get, we get in this habitual, you know, pattern of doing busy work and doing, doing things that we think are going to be, you know, moving the needle in our business and they're not actually doing that. And it's funny that you said, you know, what do I do with this free time? Uh, There's so many, uh, even, even my clients that have been very successful, you know, I, I, one of my clients that she went from doing five to seven loans a month to doing 32 loans a month, you know, so she's now what making over a million dollars a year, she's doing a hundred million dollars in production. And she's like, I don't know what to do with my time, you know, and I just had a mastermind in, in Florida a couple of months ago. And I have another client. She's like, well, now that I've, I've, you know, done all the things you told me to do, Jen, and we worked at now, now what do I do? And I go, go live your life. You know, you can go live your life. You can grow your business even more. You can find yeah. alternate forms of income, you know, revenue streams, become a real estate investor. Um, and this is really, it's its interesting that you're saying that. I'm glad that we're kind of had, we're having that conversation because I, my, uh, my uh, signature speech, no matter where I go is stop working in and on your, on your business and start focusing and living above and beyond your business. And this allows you to do that. It allows you to say, well, why am I in this business instead of the mundane of in and on and in and on all the time. And it just drives me crazy when I see people doing this. So, you know, so here's what I would say, you know, for you listening is, um, you know, this is a great tool to bring in more money. It's also a great tool that if you're not prepared and you don't have the systems in place to handle what potentially could be this more volume, you need to be aware of that. Thank God for the pandemic because all of us learned how to handle more volume, but was it chaotic volume or was it systematic volume? You know, and you have to be sure about that. And then the other thing you probably want to think about is you're, you're contemplating, hey, is this a product that, that could be beneficial for me is, what will I do with my time? What What is the purpose behind getting this? Is it just money? Uh, because that's short term. You know, that's going to be short term in the, in the long haul if you don't have yeah. a strategic plan to have a scalable business, which is why I'm called the scaling architect, right? There's a reason for that. Um, so you have to have that vision of what am I going to do and what will it free up for me to be able to do so that I'm not chasing, but rather attracting clients 
um, so that I get time, you know, to live my life the way I want to live it. So I, I absolutely love that. So what is the best way for Michael, if people want to um, explore opportunities with your, um, with your program, what is going to be the best way for them to do that? Is it a, a link to a website? And of course we'll have the, any links, you know, below here, but is it a conversation? Is it a masterclass to learn a little bit about it? Do you hold webinars every week? What, uh, do you have a YouTube that says here's, you know, before making a phone call, here's what we want you to do. Yeah, so we have a uh, a pre-recorded demo and a 14-day free trial that we're getting ready to close up, but we'll leave we're leaving open only for your listeners on this. Um, so it so you're gonna want to click the link that we give Jen because if you don't click that link, there's a chance that you come back in a week and we don't even offer the free trial anymore. We're right. going to only uh, paid onboarding. And so, right. uh, if you want to try it out, you definitely want to follow the link, but there's a video demo on the page that'll give you kind of a light walk through the trials, a free 14 day trial. We've got a YouTube channel. We've got Facebook. If you Google empower LO, um, we're not, we're not hard to find. You might have to change, you know, do the little, like, did you mean empower login? No, I did it. I meant empower LO <laughs> Google. You just don't understand what an LO is. Right. Um, <laughs> You might have to do that, but, yeah. uh, but we're, we're everywhere. And yeah, we do. We're very active on YouTube, a Facebook community. If you're somebody that's using high level or, or interested in it, um, our Facebook community is probably our best bet to our, our best place to look. And I can give you the link for that as well. Okay. Yeah, good. And I think we probably already have that. I already have that. Um, cause that, well, maybe I'll have it for you. I'm not sure. Perfect. Um, good, good, good. Okay. So, uh, you know, one of the last things that I always ask my guests is, you know, leave us with something, leave us with a quote, a mantra, a book you're reading, something that, you know, will inspire people to take action in what they heard today. And just so everybody knows, we're still here. He's thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I want to make this a good one. Yeah. Um, uh, under under. So we talked. We talked about the the word funnel. I'm gonna use use that word, but separate it from digital really quick. And I'm gonna say understand that. You know what? I'll remove funnel. Understand the steps in your sales process, and understand where your bottlenecks are. Uh, in this market, it's really easy for loan officers to hear the talk about the stacks of pre-approvals that are sitting on loan officers' desks and assume that that's the same thing that's going on with their business when, in fact, they don't have those pre-approvals that are stacked up on other LO's desks and 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 they're not going to get the same windfall of business that uh, the loan officer that actually has been putting in the work and pre-approving clients that haven't been able to go out shopping. Like, again, we talked about generating leads earlier. Why? Because you, you just keep, you got to keep filling the funnel because the bottleneck's going to break at some point and you're going to, you're, you're either going to be one of the people that have the windfall of business or you don't. And so I just, I caution anybody who's watching this to ignore the noise that's going on in the market and take a real inventory of what your pipeline looks like. And if your pipeline doesn't look like what we talked about, where you just have a stack of pre-approvals and, and no houses to buy or, or no rate, you know, no rates that are acceptable to clients or whatever, if that's not actually where you're at in your business, uh, then you're welcome. Take some time, look, uh, you know, and, and, and see what you have to do to fill the top of the funnel again. Yeah. Brilliant. And I, I do think that's absolutely brilliant because this is the long haul, you know, it's not short-term game for long-term pain, but it can be if that's the way you play the game. Right. 
And I think that that's absolutely brilliant. So thank you so much for sharing that, you know, is get out there and, you know, it will come back. You know, I've been, I've been in this business for 40 years. I can't tell you how many ups and downs I've had. I should probably know the number, but I don't, and maybe it's nine, maybe it's 10 of these kind of crazy markets. Um, and they're all crazy. They all have their own little idiosyncrasy that makes them different than the last one. And, um, but it'll come back. I promise it's going to come back. We can't have, you know, run on inflation for eons. It's going to change. So I really appreciate that insight. And again, you know, we'll have links in the bottom here for everyone to um, go find Michael, engage with Michael, see if this is something that, you know, would be beneficial for you. And uh, learn now, if you don't have all that volume, this is the time to get it. This is the time to learn the system and learn the process. And you don't want to do this when you're too busy and you can't focus on it. And then those opportunities will fall right through your finger, fingertips. So I love um, I love that we're talking about it right now at this very point in the marketplace. So Michael, again, thank you so much for putting this platform together, for having the fortitude to say, you know what, people need help and I want to be the person. I always say it's like, are, you know, people have headaches, I have the pill. Right. And I walk around and go, do you have a headache? Oh, you don't. Okay. Do you have a headache? Yeah. Oh, you do. I've got the pill for you. Right. Um, so thank you for having the fortitude to put this together Amen. and make it, make it something available for our industry and for, for uh, you know, the people in, that we serve. So absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Thank you yeah. for that. And thanks for being a guest on our show. My, my pleasure. Absolutely. Thank so you everyone, for having me. It's been an honor. I've, I've got notes of all the awesome, uh, what did it, Jen's, Jibs, is that what you call them? Oh, I've got Jen's notes jots. of them here. Jen's jots, um, yeah. <laughs> Jen's jots, jots. There's awesome. my little jots. Awesome. Yeah, my little jots. I'm always Thank you very much for having that me. All the time. Yeah, I've got I've got over 80 of those suckers. Yeah, Love they're and I'm always getting new ones. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. I speak awesome. in those terms. That's how I speak. I speak Jen jots. That's my language. Yeah. So been great having you as, like as a guest. I look forward to the opportunity to have you back on a show that we call Beyond the Podcast. So a year from now, we'll be back in touch with you and say, hey, what are you, where are you now? What's going on now? We'll do that Facebook Live inside of our Facebook group, Mortgage Lending Mastery. So for those of you that are listening, Mortgage Lending Mastery, right? Make sure that you're going to the Facebook group and um, applying. And it's not an application, but just make sure that you're registering and, and applying and then I'll accept you in. And don't forget to go to our YouTube channel and subscribe to that as well. And always be looking out for the opportunities that we're having for our different events. We have a three-day event coming up in Orlando in August called Limitless. Uh, so we'll be having a, a few great speakers there to be helping you with your business as well. And um, I look forward to having the next conversation with you. So thank you for taking time out of your day. Thank you so much for being here with us, Michael. We'll catch you next time on Mortgage Lending Mastery. Thanks for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Be sure to subscribe to hear more sales tips, ideas, strategies, and tactics to help you with your personal and professional growth to multiply your results in record time. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Wanting more beyond the podcast? Join our Mortgage Lending Mastery membership community where you will find extended interviews with our favorite guests, weekly training, tips, and insider secrets, fireside chats with Jen, free content, meet, share, and collaborate with other members, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more about this exclusive content. Mortgage Lending Mastery is an industry syndicate charter podcast. Industry Syndicate is the first podcast network specifically for the mortgage and real estate industries. Get the Industry Syndicate app in the App Store or Google Play today.